Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Bernie C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Megan Watt. You know, Megan was actually, if you were at Young Entrepreneur Convention, she was one of the keynote speakers. She gave a great presentation. She got the crowd active and just engaged with everything, and I really thought she did a great job. And we even talk about today how she helps other people become speakers, keynote speeches, and how to be unique how to give a great speech, how to tell a great story. We talk about that. We even talk about Jeff Hoffman, how his presentation as well, how he does really well and engages the audience. So we talk about how you can become a great speaker. She goes over her story of how she had played soccer. She actually had a couple injuries where she made a pivot in life and jumped into the entrepreneurship world. We go into how she started working for the X Games and how she acted on something. This talks about deep into how the power of connections and actually acting on different things and following up and how it led her to working for the X Games for three to four years. And even at my uh, page at burningtadams.com, we have in the notes a picture of her wearing a gold medal. You need to check that out. It's pretty sweet. And then we go into her book. Um, she's got the book that is out, Discover, Act, Engage. I highly suggest to go get it. Uh, it's on Amazon, and you can learn more about that on the notes at BrennanTadams.com. And then we go into mindset and just how she's been able to achieve the things that she achieved through just doing things, telling the world what she wanted, following up, networking, and acting on things. And one great thing she said is, you know, a lot of people, the things that they want in life are very achievable, and 80% of your network can allow you to get to that point. 80% of your network are somebody out there that can help you get to where you want to go. That's why you got to state. I'm always saying you got to state where you want to go and it'll help you get there. It's law of attraction. It's stating the world where you want to go. You will get there. Megan talks about that. Some great stuff with Megan. And uh, before we jump into the show with Megan, go to ambitious.com forward slash adventures. If you haven't done so already, we have the Kickstarter campaign going on for our TV show. Just, I am so excited. We're going to start filming here soon. You can, for $10, you can get the full downloadable season of season one of Ambitious Adventures, traveling around the country, interviewing entrepreneurs all over the place, and you have the chance to be a part of this, and for $10, you can have the whole complete season. Please check out the page. I guarantee you, you'll get a laugh at some of the videos we have on the page. Check it out. You know how big this is to me. It means a lot. And hopefully we'll be coming to your city. So please check that out. Go to Kickstarter. You can search Ambitious Adventures or just go to ambitious.com forward slash adventures. So that's it. Let's jump right into it with Megan Watt. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Megan Watt. Megan, how you doing? 
Hey, Brandon. So excited to be here. Hey, Megan, uh, for most of you, if you were at the Young Entrepreneur Convention, she spoke. She did some workshops and did some cool stuff, which everybody loved, by the way. That's still like everybody mentions that, how they did that. And uh, it was cool to get people interactive and really get them thinking. You did a great job. Right now, you're on a book tour, correct? That's right. Yep. In Denver, Colorado right now. Denver. And you know, I love it. You're actually coming to Des Moines soon. Yeah, we'll be in Des Moines uh, in about a week and a half. So Megan's got her book, Discover, Act, Engage, and it's coming out July 11th, and some big things rolling with you. So I wanted to bring you on the show. I know you spoke at the event. It's time. I mean, I can't believe I haven't had you on the show yet, but to share your story, how you've got to where you're doing, speaking at big events, you're coaching people, you're helping them, and how you've done it on your own. So let's go back, Megan. Let's go back. To where you first got started as an entrepreneur, I love to hear the background story. I mean, for me, I used to sell lemonade, do fundraisers, all these things as a kid. Let's hear your young entrepreneur story. I love it. I love it. And yeah, real quick, thank you for the opportunity to speak at YEC and have uh, John Lee Dumas open for me. That was a great opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did open for you, did he? He opened for me, <laughs> so it was uh, a good act to follow and, and, and then delivered some wow. No, so for me, the entrepreneur, um, you know, not everyone has that bitten at a young age, but the entrepreneur spirit has been in me from the time I was a little kid. I would outsource my chores because I had some cool toys to play with and some of my friends on the block didn't. And so I would negotiate uh, ways for them to, you know, help me with my chores so they could play with my stuff and realize that my time was valuable even before I understood that. Of outsourcing. Uh, and then, you know, in elementary school up through high school, sold candy and found ways to, um, you know, make money on the side and provide, um, you know, a little bit of e commerce and uh, things like that. So that was kind of my like early beginnings. And when I was 15, I went to the uh, leadership conference for the first time and saw speakers on stage. I remember having this moment thinking, wow, like I would love to do that someday. And then quickly that like voice in my head kind of told me, well, Megan, you're, you're from a small town. Like no one's ever going to want to hear you speak and all these things. <laughs> and then fast forward to years of, you know, testing different careers, working in higher ed, working for ESPN and X Games and uh, doing beta testing with LinkedIn, I finally uh, found my niche uh, a couple years ago when an opportunity came to be the vice president of innovation for an e-commerce company. And that's when I officially made the leap into entrepreneurship full-time. So VP of innovation, so what did that consist of? Yeah, so that was a great example of getting to make up a job title. Uh, so I basically ran day-to-day -day operations. The company was a e-commerce startup working with schools and organizations to fundraise. And I came in and realized that some of the systems weren't there. We were a technology-based company, but our technology sucked. And so there was a lot of work around fixing things and making it better, as well as spending a lot of time creating a strong company culture. Instead of people working individually, how can we build a collaborative unit and then creating those systems? Um, did a little sales and found different ways to kind of break into uh, different markets. And, and in six months, I raised um, sales by 300%. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So let's 
let's go back to lead up what got into that. First, you said a small town. I want to hear what town you're from. So I'm from a small town called Englewood, Florida. It's about an hour and a half south of Tampa, Florida. Grew up right on the beach. Okay, how many people? God, I don't even know. I graduated with like 250 kids. Okay, because my town that I'm in right now, actually, 750 people in my town. And with five towns combined, uh, my graduating class was like 70. So... That is small. Okay, so <laughs> I was <laughs> Iowa small town and Florida small town. Very different, a little, right? A little different, a little different. So tell me about your college experience because there's a lot of things I know in college for me, it really changed my mindset. It, it led to the book Think and Grow Rich, which kind of led me to other things, but college was kind of the transition. So did you go to college? Where did you go? And what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, so um, I ended up going to Florida State University, go Knowles, and it was a unplanned experience. So I was a high school soccer player and had some opportunities to play college soccer, and that's what I thought I was going to do. And then on my senior night, I tore my knee for the third and final time. So I'd had three knee surgeries before I turned 19. And it was March because in Florida we play soccer in the winter. So it was March of my senior year and uh, I hadn't applied anywhere. was talking to schools about soccer scholarships and, and exploring that route. And I realized in that instant when I tore my knee that I had to figure out a new plan. And so I call that my pivot point. Yeah. That we all have them in our lives, right? There are different things that happen and we're going down a path and then you have to – something comes up and you have to pivot and go to the next uh, route, next plan, next stop. And so Florida State was that for me. It was um, it was a huge school. There were 35,000 undergrads, and I felt like just a number, whereas in high school, I ruled the school, got to do all of these amazing opportunities, start programs, work with principals and guidance counselors, and got to Florida State and was just a number. And basically, I got involved with Greek life, and so I joined a sorority and found ways to get involved. And it was through that where I started learning more about myself and had this moment of, oh, I want to get involved. Kind of similar when I was 15 at that leadership conference, I was, I saw these people on stage running an event called Dance Marathon, and it was the yeah. largest event on campus. I've heard of them, yep. Yeah, you've heard of them. Uh, Iowa's got a big one. And so... We, I thought, oh, I'd love to be on stage and you know, and, and wear this polo and do that this one. Uh, and I immediately thought that'll never happen. Took some leaps of faith. Uh, long story short, jumped on and became their media productions and tech chair as a sophomore, which was super rare. And I had no tech experience, but I'm all about jumping out of the plane and knowing that uh, you'll grow wings on the way down. Yeah. So that was kind of my experience got involved and entrepreneurship was not necessarily like on my forefront, but leading teams and not just managing teams, growing things and fundraising. There were a lot of things that were important. And so those experiences led me to working and teaching at college uh, universities, three big 10, and then kind of still having that drive to impact and be my own boss was in the back. I just took a very long-winded uh, way to get there. So what, what did you teach at the universities? What were the different things, you topics you covered? 
Yep. So I talked a lot about career and leadership. Uh, worked with a program called the Career Leadership Academy, and and then taught different career classes. So how to write a resume and job search, as well as just exploring more about who you are, and then a lot around leadership development, which I realized are all incredibly important, relevant content area for entrepreneurs. It's just packaged in a different way. So what would you say? Let's talk about leadership because I mean that's a big thing. What do you think are the key traits to being a great leader, uh, how to be a great leader, um, to build a team and to get people to follow you and do things that you want them to do? Uh, what would you think are the key traits to that, to be successful as a leader? Yeah. For me, it's, you know, one, knowing your values, being committed to positive change, and I think also the growth mindset. So being open to things, I think one of the most powerful things a leader can say is, I don't know. It takes a big person and a lot of self-confidence. You've had to have done a lot of work to be leading an organization or a team and be posed with a situation and say, I don't know, but let's figure it out together, right? And, and so, you know, as an entrepreneur, you come up with all of these hiccups and sure, you could stop and, you know, come against a wall and move you know, I can't do it. I failed. I'll just figure it out something else. But the true entrepreneur and the true leader says, let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to climb that wall, go around it or find an entire different path, but not giving up. And I think that comes down to the growth mindset, you know, and knowing that you can push through those things. I'm a strengths coach. And one of the things we talked about is it's not about well-rounded people. It's about well-rounded teams. And so as a great leader, you have to know what are your strengths, how do you play to them, and then hire or bring people together that complement your strengths. No, that's 100% true And saying I don't know because, I mean, I say I don't know a lot because there's a lot of things I don't know, but yeah. you don't have to know everything. You just need to figure out from people that do know it or build your team. And one big thing for Young Entrepreneur Convention is we had, I mean – a group of people, everybody brought their own expertise to the table, which was a great team. And you ask them about me. I mean, there's a lot of things I did wrong or didn't know, but my strength was selling the vision and just being the guy to get the word out. And they filled in the other spots. And to be have a great team, you need everybody that adds value to the table that supplements each other. Otherwise, it's not a true team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your ability to know that you were the vision guy and to get people excited about it, that's an amazing one trait and skills that you have. But the knowing and creating a team where you could do what you do best and then hiring people and bringing them together so that they can do what they do best. Yeah. And it feels great too because then you don't have to be doing things that you're not very good at. I mean, you're willing to do them, but why do them when you have somebody else that's much better at them and they enjoy doing it? Absolutely. That's why I outsource my accounting. You know, could I do it? Sure. Uh, is it worth my time? No. And there are people that actually love accounting and I'm super grateful for them, but that is not where I want to put my time and energy. Oh, um, I, I hate accounting. I, I, I hate that. My, my accountant probably hates me too, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's a lot of things I don't like to do and I just completely let other people take care of them because some people try to do everything and you don't get very far when you're trying to try to do every single thing. Some people want to be control freaks, but when you're a control freak, 
you're not able to get everything done. You just got to sometimes let somebody else take it off your hands and let them do it. They may not do it exactly how you would do it, but they'll get it done. Oh, I totally agree. And I think this idea of um, letting other people do it is another great kind of characteristic of a great leader is the idea of empowering others, right? Again, yes. you you can't be the, the know-it-all and the do-it-all. Having that team and letting them do what they do best helps you reach goals and different milestones 10 times faster. Exactly, exactly. So this leads good into the things you're doing now. So you coach people and help them out. What does that look like? So because, I mean, this is what you focus a lot of your time between speaking, coaching, helping people out. Um, How does it work? Yeah, so for me, I am a career coach, uh, mostly. I would say 90% of my clients fall into career coaching. While, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are into life coaching and different things. So for the career coaching, we do look at your values and kind of ultimate goals, but it's about how do you make the next step in your career? That could be um, moving to an entire different industry. It could be moving up the corporate ladder or uh, moving to different positions within a company or outside, right? So a lot of opportunities there. I focus on two things as a coach. The one is providing a holistic kind of view. So I don't just look at your resume. Like I need to know what are your values, what are your strengths, and why do you want to do this? So we do spend some time in assessing. We use the Strengths Finder assessment as I'm a super strengths geek. And then we spend time teaching them. My whole role, and I guess it comes from years of uh, being an educator and teaching, that I don't want to just teach you. So Brandon, if you hired me to help you with a resume, not that you need one, but to create a resume, I'm not going to just do it for you. I'm going to teach you that skill so that you'll have it forever and providing that coaching. And then on the last, uh, I don't know, probably six to eight months, I've also had some people kind of bring me on to help them start speaking businesses or become entrepreneurs. You know, I've made the leap and the land and how do I help other people to do that? Do the same thing. Yep. And so it's been a unique thing, nothing that I set out to do, but I've been speaking professionally for a year and a half. Before that, I was doing a ton of side gigs when I was working in higher ed and and teaching huge classes and having a lot of experience. But now that I've been doing it, I focus on this is what's worked for me. You know, looking back, if I was starting over again, I teach my clients, this is what I hope I would know. And, you know, spending a lot of time in the idea of speaking mastery. Um, Same with career coaching is just making sure that I am providing the content in a very digestible, actionable way. You know, I got the speaking part really interests me because you, by the way, you're a damn good speaker. Uh, anybody listening, she was one of our keynotes for Young Entrepreneur Convention, came from Madison, Wisconsin, and came and spoke and did workshops. We had a lot of fun. That was, I mean, I'm glad you were there for the first ever Young Entrepreneur Convention. It was fun. Um, got so many other ideas for next year. A lot of people came. And Megan, I mean, <clears throat> you wouldn't believe, and we haven't talked since then, the people that came out of that were... They're doing business deals. There's an eight-year-old girl that's writing a book now coming out within July because she she saw me and she saw talking to Caleb Maddox and was inspired. And her mom's doing things. And all these different things are happening from one event. 
And that's amazing because of you, because of I, because all the people that came together made that happen, which is awesome. And that's why events are so amazing when you can bring these people together because the energy in that room is, is priceless and it's so much fun. So thank you. So I want to hear from you because you are a great speaker. Obviously we wanted nothing but the best at our event. You were there. I want to hear how you help people become great speakers and do the things like you're doing. Because me as a speaker myself, I just said on Snapchat the other day, um, I was talking about repetition. If you want to be good at something, you have to practice every single day. You have to master your craft. So what I do every day is between Snapchat, Facebook Live, podcasting, and just speaking out randomly. Like That's how you get better and to find your voice and telling stories and speaking on stages. So that's my way of getting better. So tell me, if you were to come to help me, Let's say I was a random person. You want to help me become a speaker or go and speak on stages. Walk me through that process because somebody listening right now, if they want to become a speaker, let's give them insight of what that would look like of how you would make them better. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing all of the right things. There's a saying that says the more you speak, the more you speak. And so it's <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't say it was a great saying. I just said it was a saying. <laughs> But it's true, and I used to think it was really corny, but I'm really just blessed and excited to say that uh, ever since I've opened my business, all of my work has come through referrals, and that's because I've been speaking. And in the beginning, there were some opportunities that I took that weren't necessarily at the price point that I wanted, but I knew that it was a chance for me to provide value and there were people in the audience that could potentially hire me. So being strategic about those things. I think one of the number one things that you need to figure out uh, as a speaker is the why. Why do you want to do it? What separates you from other people? And knowing the type of value that you want to add. I know there's a lot of people out there that are super gun shy about speaking, uh, kind of like I was. You know, who would ever want to go to MeganWatt.com or, you know, I'm from a small town. I haven't done that much. Why should I be a speaker and get paid to do this? And you realize, and I've come to realize that just because I might talk about goal setting and accomplishing someday goals or, um, you know, how to network and, and use strategies like LinkedIn. People are doing that everywhere else, but they haven't done it in my unique way and owning your story and providing, you know, your advice and insight resonates with someone very differently than, you know, someone else who's already doing it. So I think that's the first thing, you know, you and I, Brandon, we could talk and help people about inspiring them to never give up, keep pushing through. But the way that I talk and the stories I tell are going to be very different than what you do. And we're going to hit different people. And so I think that's the, the second big thing is kind of knowing that you can provide value. Don't worry about the imposter syndrome. And then some specific strategies are letting people know what you're doing. So I spent six months getting gigs and growing my business before I ever told my network my power 100 list, as Adam Carroll likes to say. And so this idea of the power 100, finally in July, I launched my company in January. In July, I sent what I call a launch letter. It was an email, but this launch letter and wanted to say, here's what I've been doing. Let me know what you think about my website. Let me know if you have any connections. I was scared, right? And uh, as soon as I hit send, 
Within 48 hours, I had so many opportunities. People are excited for me and, you know, introducing me to people or saying, oh, I actually have this event coming up. Would you want to speak? And so that's the other thing is starting to tell people what you're doing. Um, for me as a speaker, and this is different than probably other people, but I kind of let my niche find me. My number one keynote is called Discover, Act, Engage. I have a book coming out based on the keynote and all of those experiences. But if we were doing this podcast a year ago, I would have told you that I was talking only on strengths, a little bit of the career stuff. And, you know, and, and so I share that because it ebbs and flows and what has come to be really resonating and adding the most value to people, whether the event organizers or attendees, was something that I put on my website that I'd never even created. I was just like, oh, I want to help people, you know, uncover more of them and take action. It was like a really lame title. And eventually, American and Family Insurance wanted to hire me for that talk. Uh-huh. It, nice. Yeah, like I was like, I put it on the website and had never given the talk, but you know, I was like, oh, I could figure it out. They decided to do that one. We called it Pursue Your Path. That was the name they came up with. And I just buried my heart and soul into that. So again, knowing and then tested that a little bit. I share all of that because as a speaker, we think we need to have like that number one keynote or have that definite message right away. And I challenge people to be open. You know, it is important to have one to, to three big things that you talk about and not be a, a speaker that does everything. I think that's huge. There are people that are anywhere, anytime speakers. And I believe that's a little bit of a watered down version um, in the sense of people know me and know that I talk about the power of connection and someday goals. That's my thing. And it's helped me to build a reputation and momentum around that. The other thing is, as a speaker, and especially as a new speaker, is doing what you talked about, is practicing. That repetition is so, so important. And I used to be someone who thought I could just kind of wing it on stage instead of writing outlines. Um, Have you ever read the book Steal the Show by Michael Port? No, but I need to. So Michael Port is a fantastic speaker. He's someone who is an actor with an NYU Um, MFA degree. And so he creates it more of a performance, but he taught me this idea of how to um, prepare more. Now he writes out every single word of his script and, you know, and basically creates a script that doesn't work for me, but I've learned that the more that I outline and think about those key points and then practice those, um, I don't memorize everything. I think that's another big thing, but You know, knowing what I'm going to say, knowing if you use slides, don't let those be a crutch and just creating and being focused to mastery. The other thing is, and the last thing I'll end on is, you know, not only is it the more you speak, the more you speak, but the more you watch really good speakers, you get. Yes. That was one of my favorite things about um, Young Entrepreneur Convention. So you saw my presentation. When I speak, it's more of an experience. I don't just do the sit and get. And talk at people for 45 or 60 minutes. It's an experience. We interact. There's some personal reflection. You talk with a neighbor, different things. Because I want to connect the audience and help them, you know, feel like they're part of it. But Jeff Hoffman, CEO of Priceline, (laughs) I've never seen a more dynamic speaker use story and talk 
quote unquote at you uh, for 60 minutes, but have everyone on the edge of their seat. And truly, while he's had amazing experiences, you know, talking about Elton John and all of these things that he's done, what came down to it was he was a great storyteller. And those are important tidbits and learning that craft is I think something that sets people apart. A lot of times, if you wanted to teach people how to run, you know, a crowdfunding thing, you could give me all of the logistics on how to do it, but it's boring. What people are going to remember is the boring. stories that you tell. And at the end of the day, and this is something that I'll never forget, but people don't remember what you say. They remember how you feel. And so when I go into every talk, I think about before I think of my outline or tweak it is what do I want the audience to do, think, and feel? And that gives me the mindset of what do I want them to get? And then I spend a lot of time with the event organizer knowing, well, who's in the audience? What are their pain points? You know, what's their experience, age, different things? Because I might give the same Discovered Acting uh, Gauge keynote 20 times in, you know, in a period of time, but every single one is tailored. And I think that's another thing of being that mm -hmm. dynamic speaker. People can tell when it's a canned presentation. And so tailoring it to your audience and telling those stories at YEC, I told a lot more of my entrepreneur stories than when I was working at AmFam, yeah. you know, so being able to do that is I think a critical part to, and not just early on in your career, but always as a speaker. I really think, yeah, tailoring and going back to Jeff Hoffman, it is storytelling. And to be a great speaker, to be a successful entrepreneur, the most greatest minds this world has seen have been great storytellers. Absolutely. So I always say, like, tell a story. And Jeff just told stories, but he had really key points along the way. And he had some, I mean, magnificent stories. And I've heard him speak now twice. And... He really gets you into it. And I, I mean, I've heard the same speech, but still every time you feel emotionally and it, it just motivates you to take action. And that, that again, everybody from everything we've got feedback, that was one thing you're like, holy, like Jeff Hoffman, how he spoke. It's, it's just amazing. And he's a great guy and he's yeah. done. He's very humble about things. And like he says, I'm not bragging. He says, I'm just trying to show with you like really it can be possible. Why not be able to achieve that? You can if you want to. Absolutely. And Absolutely. No, he was phenomenal. It was so cool. You want to talk about like him being humbled. So, you know, getting to be a keynote, I had some VIP access and got to connect with him. And there was a time in his talk where he was talking. I don't remember how he described it, but this idea of kind of going big and working backwards uh, with a goal or a vision. And I told him after I said, well, actually, so funny story. I was sitting while he was talking. I turned to Amanda. I was like, oh, my God, I'm saying this. Like, we're saying the same stuff. He just has a lot more experience than I have had to back it up. But I felt great about my message, and I'm doing it my own way. And I think that's the other big thing is being a speaker is finding your own way. So I go up to Jeff afterwards, and I was like, you know, you were awesome, super amazing. You talked about this one thing of taking a big idea and breaking it down. And I call mine this dream ladder activity 
And he was like, oh, I like the name of it. And I told him, I said, actually, a lot of your message is things that I've been working on and, and, and been giving. And I wrote this book. And he, I showed him the book. And he started opening and flipping through it. He's like, this is amazing, a book. I'm going to read this on the plane. Uh, and was someone who was genuine and super kind and giving me feedback on the book and telling me that he liked the Dream Ladder activity. He could have been like, you're a nobody. You know, yeah, you were a keynote, but... I'm CEO of Priceline, like, (laughs) you know, like don't compare yourself. And he was so amazing um, and really appreciated that we were talking about a similar concept in uh, in different ways. And I think that that is just an important aspect. One is a growing speaker, but then two of being the successful entrepreneur, not being too big for your britches and, you know, and helping the next generation up. And that's what I feel like all of the super – um, you know, people like Jeff and Kevin Harrington that you brought on were the most humble and grateful people I've ever met. You know, and that goes to show true successful people. And they're very, I mean, very successful. They've financially, impactfully, everything have made a huge imprint on this earth. And you know what? They are humble. They care. They want to help people to truly be successful. You got to really want to do that. It's cool. Like Jeff, actually, I talked to people after the event. He helped multiple people. He got an introduction. One of the guys, um, Andrew Shaw, he actually pitched at the competition. He lined up for Andrew to talk with Wozniak, the founder, the creative Apple. So that happened a week later. And then also one of the, the people from the event, one of the girls I know, might be in one of his next movies. So like... These things came because this guy, great person, I can't say enough, um, but everybody there, it was a great atmosphere for what we had, and again, I'm, I'm glad you're a part of the whole process. So before we wrap up here, first off, I want to ask you one, well, first off, before I go into that, X Games, and I didn't ask you this yet, tell me about the X Games. So X Games is a opportunity that I mean you know what x games are right I know what x games but I want to know about your x games experience so it's one of those things where it is all about the power of connection that's my take on networking and I think there are two super keys to being good at networking and just keys to the power of connection the first is seize the moment the second is follow up okay and so when I was a little kid I wanted to be the first well, one, I wanted to be Mia Hamm. And yeah. then I was like, if I couldn't be Mia Hamm, I wanted to be a sports center uh, anchor and kind of then the next Linda Cohn when she came on. So this idea of working for ESPN was a childhood dream job of mine. By the time I was in college, it was the last thing on my mind. I couldn't even play sports. I was still watching them. I get to grad school. I'm studying college students. That's basically what I got my master's in, higher education, student development, learning about college students. But then one of my cohort mates was from LA and had been working for ESPN X Games. She started as a volunteer and has started working for them. And she started telling me about this. And she said, um, you know, oh, I might be going to Winter X Games this year. I'm pretty excited. So first thing, I seized the moment. I said, Janet, I would love to do this. I'm sure you get this a lot, but if there's any way for me to volunteer, like I would work for free, working for X Games would be so amazing. And then, you know, I've learned now since I've worked for X Games, a lot of people say that to you. But then I did the second key and I followed up. 
I said, Jana, I know we were at the bar last night, but I'm dead serious. I, if there's anything that you think would be a good fit or an opportunity, let me know. So I followed up with her and she knew that I was the hard worker, you know, wasn't BSing her that I would come and work. And so basically she, I emailed her my resume. She sent it to her boss and a week later I was hired. OK, there was no job description, no posting. And that's some of the things that I teach people as a career coach. Roughly 80 percent of jobs are never posted online. OK, yes. it's crazy. It's called the hidden job market. And to me, it's all about networking. And while I call it power of connection is because it's less scary and it's just about connecting people. And so me following up with Janet, uh, getting hired a week later, I had the opportunity to work for X Games for three or four years went out to summer and winter X Games, got to uh, meet Tony Hawk and his kids, met Sean White, got to put on a gold medal one time. I didn't win the gold medal. Let me clarify. <laughs> you to put Let me, it on. <laughs> I got to put it on. I have a sweet picture with it. But it was an incredible experience, and I um, am so grateful for it. And it was one of those things where you might have childhood dreams or someday goals and then completely go off uh, your path from them but they can still come to fruition. And so that was a really fun experience for me to be able to say I worked for ESPN, something I never thought I'd ever do. So something I always preach on this, and you do, is for one, following up. Because you go to network events, most people say, oh, hey, I'll do this, that. Nobody ever follows up. It's ridiculous. You're like, why do you even say it? Why? Like, you're, you're wasting opportunity. I always follow up. Always. And then be persistent. It may take 10 times to get them, but it'll happen. And for you, you did that. Led to the X Games one after another. People just need to act. The biggest problem people have is they don't act. If you act on these opportunities and actually state where you want to go, you will get there. You did that. Awesome. Congrats to you. Can I give you a quick YEC uh, success story that you probably haven't heard? Yes, I want to hear it. Because it's all about follow-up. So I end... Most of my talks and ended at YEC with this whole thing about, you know what, none of what I said matters unless you know that you matter. Um, and really just try to um, remind people that they've won the sperm lottery and, you know, <laughs> right? Like, and that they matter. We all have this gift. calling and gift to be here. And so I end this thing. This kid comes up to me, literally a kid, 17-year-old, young entrepreneur named Austin, Great. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Austin, we connect. He tells me the most heart-wrenching, amazing story ever. And it ends with me. He's turned his life around in about a year through uh, self and personal development books um, and through reading. I mean, that's it. And so I asked him, I said, you know, you've been making all these changes, but who's mentoring you? And then he says, no one. Mm-hmm. And my heart breaks. I'm like, here, take my book. Here's my cell phone number. Like, how can I help this kid? And I said, follow up with me um, in a week when I get back. So he followed up with me. And I was in this kind of chaotic period where I was traveling a lot. And then my mom got really sick. And so he followed up with me one week. And I said, Austin, sorry, I'm in the middle of a gig. Can you follow up with me the next week? And then I was home in Florida taking care of my mom because she was sick. And he texted me again on the exact day. I was like, follow me on this day. He did. Then I, I was, you know, taking care of my mom. I said, follow up with me again in two weeks. I'm not trying to blow you off. This is what's going on. He followed up with me every single time. And it was incredible. So we started coaching, uh, doing a little mentoring. He wants to be a speaker and eventually uh, write a book someday. Get this. 
He's helping me with my book launch. All right. What? We're figuring out. Yeah. He. Wait, I'm wait, wait. Him. Is that the one that reached out to me for. Yeah. That's Austin. <laughs> yeah. He set this up. He's a 17 year old young entrepreneur that is hungry, has skills, but his best thing is his follow up and willingness to add value. And oh, it's I been incredible. It. He has taken the message that all of us spoke about at YEC that you did, Jeff, Kevin, myself, John Lee Dumas, and has taken action. And I brought him to a book tour event in Iowa City, and everyone was blown away with this kid. And then when they found out he was 17, it was like, oh, my God, he's so much wiser than I was at 17. But the key is him taking action and that following up. So, yeah, Austin's a rock star. Watch out, world. He's going to have a book and is going to be an amazing speaker uh, any oh, day. Oh, you just made my day. I'm glad. Another success story that came from YAC. That, that's two book deals now that came from that. That is – way to go, Austin. Go, Austin. I, if you're listening to this podcast, or I don't know if you, you listen to my show or not. Um, you're the man. That is awesome. I'll have to follow up with it myself. So before we go, I want to go into Discover, Act, Engage. Tell me, what are people going to learn from your book? Because I know they got to get it. I'm excited to read it myself. What will they get out of this book? Yeah. So the book comes out uh, July 11th. And I wrote the book because I am so passionate about helping people accomplish their someday goals. It's based on my keynote. And I was creating these 10-page packets. So, uh, And then I realized that was getting really expensive and ridiculous. But I wanted people to take home this message. I feel like if you don't have one action step after I give a presentation, I haven't done my job. But usually I wanted to give a lot more. So Discover I Engage is a 60-day catalyst guide to help you accomplish your someday goals. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do it 60 straight days. It's 60 challenges to help you discover more about who you are and what your someday goals are. Then how do you take action? How do you build a dream team? How do you break down a huge goal into actionable steps? How do you leverage your strengths? And then it's all about engaging, leveraging the power of connection, understanding that, and figuring out ways to um, use other people. There's a great statistic. And by use other people, I mean using those connections. So the, the fun fact, I'm a, a lover of fun facts. 80% of what you need to accomplish a someday goal already exists in your current network. 80% of what you need to accomplish any goal, right? You're getting ready to launch this amazing Kickstarter campaign and how that's come to be. And can I say what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay, right? So this TV show um, has come not because of you struggling, but because you've leveraged your connections, and figuring out those things. 80% of what you needed, there's sure there's been things you had to go and do, but a lot of it has come through your already connections. There. It's already there. And the biggest thing that people don't do is they don't tell people what they're looking for. Um, they don't tell people, hey, I have this idea, or for me, I wanted to be a speaker, and I've been lucky to have all of my gigs come because of being a referral. X Games, things like that has become because I've told people what I'm looking for. So Discover, Act, Engage is basically helping people to take action and accomplish their someday goals. Well, it, it drops on Amazon July 11th, correct? Yep, yep I, that's I right. I need to get myself a copy, and I'm going to have to, next time I see you, get an autographed signature from you. Heck yeah. A special note. 
And anybody listening, I highly suggest to check out this book. I know it's gonna be powerful. If you've been there at YAC and heard her presentation, wow, you dropped value bombs and you really got people engaged. And awesome what you did with awesome, Austin. Um, that is, again, all the things that come out of this are powerful. I think it's great. And uh, I think it's great everything you're doing, Megan. I appreciate you as a person. Hopefully we can grab drinks sometime soon. I know you're not that far away. I mean, you're only two hours away from me. And yeah. uh, I'm actually going to uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin in a couple days. They might be one. Well, I didn't say this yet. They might be one of the cities that we travel to in our show. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, keep me posted. Uh, yeah. Any way I can help the show or come and uh, be a spectator uh, or maybe, you know, a, uh, Jump a in. guest. Yeah. yeah I'll, be, I'll be an extra. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Well, who knows? We might make a way up to Madison. So for anybody listening, where can they find you? Where can they find your book? Everything else. Yep. So you can find everything about the book at discoveractengage.com. And you can also find everything uh, about me, all my social media platforms and everything at dreamcatalyst.org. My company's called Dream Catalyst Labs. I'm on Snapchat, M-E Watt. Uh, follow me there. Definitely been ramping that up, having a blast. On Twitter at Meg Watt and on Facebook as well. Highly suggest the Snapchat. Uh, Meg and I snap each other once in a while. As you know, I'm very snap active at BT Adams 18. But uh Add her as well. It'll be a lot of fun. I guarantee it for you. And Megan, what would be your last thing to leave with your advice to anybody out there? My advice is know that you matter, that you are here to make a difference and start taking action today, one thing at a time. Figure out what that one thing is. Read the book, one thing, um, but take action on one goal today. Don't delay. Love it. Love it. Again, thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. And everybody out there, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show with Megan Watt. She has a lot of great advice there. And I highly suggest to go get her book, Discover, Act, Engage. It's on Amazon, or you can check all the details out in the notes at burnntadams.com. Great book you're going to want to check out. And check out Megan if you're looking to have a great speaker. I've had her speak at Young Entrepreneur Convention. She gives a great presentation, and she does some great workshop activities where she gets everybody involved. I just I can't say enough about her. Great stuff and uh, a great person in itself. She's only a couple hours from me. Well, at least when I'm in Garnavillo, she's in Madison. So maybe even with our TV show, we'll we'll jump in towards Madison and get her a little footage, footage as well. But uh, again, check out her stuff. Get her book. It's called Discover, Act, Engage. And it'll really show you how to just act on your ideas and get it done. Great book. Highly suggest it. And if you haven't done so already, again, go to BrennanTAdams.com. Check out our brand new website. We got everything redone. We got some videos up there. Great content. We are progressing more and more and more every single day. Thanks to you and the feedback and the support. I appreciate you all. And follow me on Snapchat, BT Adams 18. I'm snapping every day. You know it. 
And for anybody listening, I'm sure you're laughing, chuckling because you love the snaps that I'm giving you daily. Sometimes it's entertaining, motivational, crazy, you name it. I never know what I'm going to do. Whatever comes to my mind goes on Snapchat. So that's it for today's show. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.